What's up, beer drinkers, and welcome to Cold Brew Podcast. Coming at you in the 24. Oh man, I had a great time last weekend over at the Copper State Beer Festival. Um, I talked to uh, some new people, talked to some of my old peeps, and it was a, it was a great time. Um, I really wanted to get one of the beer babes on, uh, uh, sit down and record, but man, they were so busy volunteering, uh, pouring drinks for everyone and promoting their brand and they, they didn't get any time off. So unfortunately, you know, it didn't work out, but, uh, I did meet a, um, a lot of cool people from outside of the state, including a good friend of the show, Amanda Bear Lecter. She came down from Oklahoma so I got to meet her and hung out with her for a little while. And of course, you know, uh, Rachel Bierkowski. Um, she's, you know, she, well, she lives in Arizona, so she's always on the show. Well, she used to be always on the show. We've just been super busy. We couldn't, we haven't been able to schedule anything, but hopefully some, a couple times this year. Um, then of course, Roxy Liquid Dream came down from, from Canada. And they, they, both of those ladies started the, the Beer Babes. And I met uh, some new friends. Um, some of the other uh, Beer Babe family, um, I, you would recognize them from their Instagram handles, uh, but can I get a flight? Um, Florida girl, living's easy. Uh, good friend of the show, a uh, good friend of mine, anyway, uh, Ranushka, and all of, of, how could I forget, Celtic Aphrodite, um, AZ Holly D, Craft Beer Tabs, and so many more. So I had such a great time um, hanging out with everyone and um, yeah, uh, maybe uh, uh, in November when uh, they have a, another event over at Greenwood Brewing in downtown Phoenix, I'll be able to get some of them on the show and talk about beer with them because uh, they're lovely ladies and some good people and they love their fucking beer, man. <laughs> but anyway, I met a home brewer uh, from the Arizona Society of Home Brewers, Ash um, Chuck from uh ash uh got to talk with him then i got to talk to chris from hoppy craftsman podcast um talked with eddie plenty of times hung out with eddie first time i got to really sit down and talk with chris for a while so that was great and then also my big sexy mike uh from um <laughs> simple machine grand and and then also three um Three first-timers on the show. Three people who just, uh, they saw my booth and came down and said, hey, uh, what are you doing? And I told them, and they said, can I record some? I'm like, sure, hit the record button. So I talked to them. I talked to uh, Alexis and Jeremiah. And last but definitely, definitely not least is uh, Joey or uh, the Chicago Cubs fan. Uh, <laughs> he was great, man. I, I like talking to him. We, we talk about sports. So if you don't like sports, well, well, mostly baseball, um, then you might not like our conversation. But Joey was cool. Really enjoyed uh, meeting uh, those three because um, that's what the beer community is all about, right? You know, uh, going out there, uh, drinking beer, meeting people, having fun. It's a really a big sense of community, and I think uh, Jeremiah summed it up very well. Anyway, so... Um, yeah, uh, before we get to the show, uh, just like to thank everyone for downloading uh, the Cold Brew Podcast. <laughs> I can't, for, forgot the name of my own show. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Untapped and Instagram. Search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back. So here is some of my adventures, some of my conversations that I had at the Copper State Beer Festival 2024. Right, so yeah, just get, get right there, get comfy. Right. Yeah. Got to get right into it. Yeah, pretty much. And these mics actually pick up pretty pretty well. Okay. In fact, I just bought these guys, these two little ones right here. Okay. And uh, this is my old one. Then I bought this. This is this is a nice one right here. All right. But um, you know, you you just build, and and I'm sure like with home brewing, you probably just build little by little, you right? Keep switching out equipment all the time. You know, it's like like right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've gone through so many iterations. I had a 10 gallon. Uh, uh, brew setup that I made my own, uh, made my own kind of cart and all that kind of stuff, and had a water filter and all this stuff when I was in California. And yeah. Then I moved out here and sort of downsized, and now I've got an all-in-one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm, you, you kind of like buy all this stuff, yeah. and then you sell it, yeah, <laughs> and then you buy more, 
because you kind of go, okay, it's always like something you want to kind of keep trying. You know, yeah. So. Is it like one of those things where like you're like you, you're really into it, passionate about it, then all of a sudden you know after a while you just kind of lose interest and then you get back into it again. Some do. Yeah. Uh, some guys do. I, I've always been kind of interested in it though. I mean, okay. I, like I've been brewing since '92. I think it's my first batch I had it was 1992. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was. Anyway, I still have my uh, all my uh, logs of what I did, you know, and all that stuff. But and and life kind of takes you right because if you have kids, you're raising kids, and you have to kind of, you know, you do that stuff. But I always kept wanting to brew, you know. It's like yeah. Just I'm still like a little kid wanting, you know, <laughs> wanting to build a train set or something. Yeah, yeah different styles. You're like, ooh, let's try this style. Let's try this uh, uh, yeah. additive or right or now I'm adjunct. on Pilsners. Okay. You know, it's like like because. Uh, Pilsners are driving me nuts. You know, just good. Uh, Fate Local Lager is a really good one. Uh, Greenwood, I have this right, I'm drinking right now. It's from oh, yeah. Greenwood there. Um, uh, <clears throat> I can't remember what the name of it is, but they have a Pilsner. It's really good. Um, Pedal House makes a great German Pils. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah, they do. So um, there's a – I'm just kind of got this – I don't know what you – I don't want to say anything weird, but but I, I got this real uh, – uh, itch right now to be, uh, to brew some really good pilsners in the next couple of months so. oh okay now do you have yeah. a like a, a a chill um like fermenter so you can keep yeah. it cold yeah i uh, i actually my garage gets up to 110 in there you know and during oh, the course. summer yeah but i can keep it uh actually my stuff at around 52 uh oh, okay uh, consistently uh so like if if I'm doing a lager, I'm usually somewhere between there and 56, yeah. you know, degrees. And so. you, can you tell, like, if, if it gets a little too warm and gets... Well, yeah, it'll get kind of fruity and, you Okay. Know, yeah, it's, it's not what you want. You want a lager, it, depending on what you're brewing. Yeah. But uh, you want it to be real clean. Yeah. Uh, so, but if you're brewing, a, like, a, a, well, if you're brewing something like a, 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 a different kind of a... Um, some some of them you want a little bit of that esters in there, but um, mm-hmm. really for the most part you don't. <laughs> you <know? laughs> right? Yeah. You want ales, some crisp clean. You want ester, you know? Yeah. And that's fine. You know. So, yeah. yeah. I get that. Do you remember yeah. what you? I mean, you, you kept your log. You remember your first brew? Yeah. It was uh, it was actually an English mild. It was a, a extract version. Okay. And I just um, I think I used uh, some liquid pale malt and uh, and then steeped some uh, chocolate malt. Yeah. You know? mix that in and it actually turned out really way better i used charlie papazian's book oh yeah i just went off of his his recommendations for the start of everything and mm-hmm. and it just turned out to be really cool you know it was like, okay fun. yeah and then you fell in love with it yeah yeah basically yeah and then i started realizing <clears throat> well i was making one gallon batches and i thought oh and i tried a five gallon batch which i was a little intimidated by it and i realized it's just as easy as doing a one gallon batch and then you got five gallons you know <laughs> yeah so <laughs> you know, so bing that was a good thing yeah <laughs> do uh, um like when when you were like back in in the 90s i mean i remember i i i turned 21 97 Okay. And, you know, so I kind of started drinking a little bit before then, you know, a couple of course, beers here and there. we all did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was mostly, you know, like what, what I can get from my dad's, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. little stash. So it was always like, yeah, it was always <laughs> yeah. macro loggers and stuff. I didn't really get, and back in the, the late 90s, I guess you could say the, uh, we didn't think of them as craft beers. They were just premium. Like, you know, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale was a premium beer. Yeah. Well, that was, was like that unusual was, to me. Yeah. I've never tasted anything like that until I first tried it. And I went, oh, this yeah. is a whole new world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I mean, no one called it craft, even though now it, right. we, it's the, one of the older craft, major craft brewery around. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that and Sam Adams. and Sam Adams, and, and yeah. And Steam. Kind Anchor, like yeah. Anchor, and then uh, I think, uh, and then like you, Widmer Brothers came down. You know, yeah. there's a Hefeweizens and yeah. Yeah. a Pyramid. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the uh, so you you were in California back in the '90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what what was like? What were your beers like uh, around there besides the macros? Uh, let's see. In the '90s, uh, you could get imported stuff like Guinness, you know. And, oh yeah. yeah and yeah. you get all that. You get your Heinekens and all that but mm-hmm. uh you know there wasn't really a lot in the 90s that was like local stuff mm-hmm. you know san diego was starting to happen i think uh lay a little later uh, but um most of the stuff you had it came from like 
uh, Washington, you know, like Pyramid, yeah. you know, or mm-hmm. Red Hook. Red Hook, yeah. You know, uh, those, those, you'd get that stuff, you know. Red Hook was great, the ESB. Oh, yeah, the great. ESB back before yeah. they got, you know, bought out. Oh, and one, one I'm sorry, you were saying. No, you're fine. Uh, the, the one thing that I, I was remembering is the, um, the pale ale from, uh, uh, it used to be a slow brewing. Yeah, I remember slow. Yeah, that, that Firestone bottom out. Yeah. But that used to, they had this pale ale that I just loved. Oh, okay. really good. I, I never like, got the pleasure to have it, so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. But I do yeah. like Firestone. Yeah. They, my, my aunt lives in Paso Robles. So oh, that's cool. So when yeah. I go visit, you know, every once in a while we'll stop by there. Yeah, that's definitely, I love Paso Robles. Yeah. Great place. Oh, and the wineries, too, they're fantastic. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. <laughs> you can't live on beer alone, you know. Uh, Sometimes you venture out. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I know a lot of, there's uh, guys, that the vintners at Fox and Brewery, and that's in uh, the San Inez mm-hmm. Valley. Uh, they, <clears throat> they, they used to drink Budweiser all the time. You go there, they used to kind of be in their own tasting room, and just a couple of guys in jeans and yeah, and they just said they they drank tons of Budweiser while they're making wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's easy. You don't. You're not going to get you know too you know shit faced while you're drinking Budweiser. You know, yeah, right. taking, hopefully not. Making wine takes a while. <laughs> yeah. You know, after drinking all these craft beers, if I go to like to a, um, like a tailgate or something or a party and I'm drinking the macros, you know, yeah. I can um, I could drink the same amount and not get too inebriated. You know, so it, it builds. Right. I built up my tolerance in that yeah. aspect. Right. Yeah, that's the thing you got to watch for, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So tell me tell me about the Arizona Society of Homebrewers. Well, I, you know, I've been here since uh, 2020. There's okay. a good crew here. Like, uh, these guys, have, some of them have been around since the 90s or late, early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, they, it's a huge club. And yeah. it's kind of statewide. There's a lot of guys that are from... All over the state of Arizona, like Tucson and yes. Sedona, and yeah, flag. And there's other guys, you know, they're just doing their other their thing, you know, or whatever. But um, um, I'm glad to know these guys. I've learned a lot, you know. And we're going. I'm going through some training. They're, they've, I'm finally deciding to learn how to uh, do, you know, be a, uh, a, a a taster, just so I can help them out with contests. Oh yeah, because okay. they, they they host a couple of uh, nationwide open contests. One's a Copper State beer uh, beer. Um, Copper State Beer Cup, uh, mm-hmm. Copper State Cup, yeah. in the fall, and I think the spring. Um, what's it called? Um, uh, I can't even remember what the name of it. But they they hold two contests, you know, and and they're big, you know. So they get it. We got a lot of people from Texas and all over, like oh, wow. Illinois, okay. Iowa, everywhere, uh, sending beer in and stuff. So, so it's kind of a a chore to do all the tasting, and I kind of feel bad that there's uh, only a few guys that are trained or have or certified to be able to do that so yeah so yeah just to help out help the guys uh or the and the gals too how many do you have a a lot of female brewers not a lot i wish there were more um you know that's always a thing i think that you know the craft beer industry is trying to get more and more uh women involved you know it's uh because you know come on (laughs) <laughs> you know, women like to drink beer too. You know, so yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they do. <laughs> but it seems and to kind of, kind of been a boys' club for a long time. It seems yeah. like you know, and you always have this picture of some hipster, you know, or the you know, or, the long or the big beard, you know, the big beard, you know, and all that kind of stuff, which was kind of how it was maybe 10, 15 years ago. But I mm-hmm. think uh, women are there's a couple of good uh, women-owned breweries in Arizona. Now, oh yeah, you know, um, Greenwood. Greenwood's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, and know, then you have Ayla Kapahi down at Borderlands, the head. Brewer, she's, oh, okay, she's cool. killing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's always a cool thing, you know. Yeah, that's we need to have more of that stuff, you know. Yeah, I think so too. I think it yeah. just helps um, bring a new perspective to the beer the beer community. Yeah, and and different beers too. You know, they they have their own take on beers. So you know, I, I yeah. welcome it. Yeah, definitely, and it also kind of cleans us up a little bit. Because <laughs> you get all these breweries that are kind of like kind of almost sexual kind of, you know, names and stuff, and it's sort of a little bit, oh, a little yeah. bit you know, derogatory when you start thinking about it. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, uh, it's it kind of It makes nice you to, think twice because then you're yeah. actually alienating a segment of the market that, that market. aren't going <laughs> to come in because yeah. of these dumbass names. Right. So I totally right. get that part, yeah. Right. <laughs> so. But your uh, your buddy over here told me you won some awards, huh? I American did. I, I, have, I, I got best of show in a pro am two years ago. Okay. Uh, 
I, I brewed at Uncle Bear's. They were making TOO, so and I. Oh I yeah. Kinda, I boiled it and boosted up the gravity and added some more hops to it, yeah. and made it into a pre-prohibition lager. Oh okay. Which I was shocked that they that anyway, but eh, whatever. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know. I know Andrew. I've met him. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's awesome, man. Yeah. He's great. He's a, yeah. He's really fun. Nice. Guy. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, so last year. Uh, um, uh, partner and I went and worked uh, we did a pro-am at the shop oh uh, yeah you know so they were making let's see what were we making? oh they oh they wanted to make a, a, a bohemian pilsner oh okay you know? yeah so not a premium but there's there's two kind of, there's a bohemian pilsner and there's a bohemian premium pilsner that they make you know what, what's the difference pilsner or kel is like a premium bohemian yeah. pilsner okay. and then there's other ones that you'll see from uh, from Czechoslovakia that that are they're just a little less big. Okay. That's as best I can tell you. The you lighter. Know, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. You know, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah to each their own, you know. Yeah. There's always room for variation. Cause you, you never right. know. I mean, every, every taste is so subjective. So. It is, man, and that's why that's why I kind of went. I was shocked. Some guys were going, "Hey, congratulations!" I'm going, "Really?" I said, "Yo, honestly, on any given day." that could have been thrown out you know you know what <laughs> right. i mean like you, you just don't know so you, you know sometimes the wind is blowing in the right direction or whatever yeah so i don't really put i i appreciate you know the the grading and and the the critiques because it does help you become a better brewer mm -hmm. but you know winning doesn't necessarily mean you got the best thing out there you know right yeah i've had some really good beers that i thought were really best to show you know but they didn't win so you know whatever mm -hmm. you know happens. oh yeah <laughs> I've, I've been to plenty of these beer festivals and i'm thinking wow this is the best beer i've had here yeah and then something else wins i'm like oh that one was okay yeah right it was it right. wasn't bad it it's, just was okay it's, it's subjective yeah but, i mean they try and you know the whole beer judging uh there's a beer judging uh certification program yeah, BGCP. yeah. Mm -hmm. and so you know you try and be as unsubjective as you can but still it comes down to your taste buds and your yeah. your nose and everything else so, yeah you know and that's where like the that's why they have training and all that so you know what yeah. the style is but then within that style you have your your favorites in your own taste buds. that's that's so. the thing you know i mean some people may think well this style this is typifies this style but this doesn't and somebody else would say no this you know it's just yeah. kind of like well, I was get, talking with uh, Drew, <laughs> Drew Poole from uh, Ren House, and he oh, okay. was saying one of their beers uh, got downgraded because they thought they added juice to it. What? Because they they brought out the hops so well oh. that they thought, no, this, there's they no way there's... extract in there. Yeah, yeah, or something. Or even just pure fruit juice in it just to get that well, flavor. That, that's, a judge should never do that. They, you can't assume that uh, yeah. anything. You I can't think, assume yeah. somebody did that just because you think they did. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but then, but then you know that was their that was what their taste buds would tell them. So I guess you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so what, what kind of beers uh, do you like to uh, besides the pilsner that you're fixated on right now? Like generally. Yeah. Oh, I actually pilsners. Okay, All <laughs> I right. like those. I made Fair a, enough. I just recently made a a, 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 a Munich Dunkel, which Ooh, I think right. is nice. You know, and and it, you try not to make it too cloying and. You just it needs to be fairly dry, but it's yeah. it's pretty good. I I'm pretty happy with that one. Oh, okay. Uh, you yeah. know, I like stouts. Love stouts. All always, right. you know. Um, IPAs. Uh, it's just I'm not a I'm not a raging fan. I'll mm -hmm. drink them now and then. I love to shoot. Uh, fresh squeeze. I think that's great. Oh yeah, that was you a know? good one. And Stones is a good one. You know, a, they always make a good IPA. But. Yeah, yeah, when you when when you want a nice kick in the face, yeah, give, give me a stone IPA. <laughs> yeah, and I was actually surprised. I like church music. You know? Oh yeah, uh, I think that's because I don't like hazies much. I'll, if I ever see them on the menu, I just bypass them. Oh okay. But, I, but I'm you know look, I'm I'm like seventy years old, so I kind of have I'm a little set in my ways, you know. But uh, but a lot of younger guys love the hazies. They love you know real mm -hmm. fruity and uh, so you know kind of depends on what you've been exposed to and what yeah. you've decided you know that's your I jam just, <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> I, I like i like ipas and, and hazies too no, you know not primarily but those are the some i like and uh i've noticed with the hate with the hazies that i uh i'm not a big fan of the wheat 
that they but when they put oh, I like oats. Oats, oats yeah, seems to over, work better. Yeah, over, yeah. Oh, but I get why they add wheat. Some people like it. Yeah. Some people love the wheat, so that's fine. That's yeah. that's their thing. So I, th I think uh, what not was against it, it. the one the Santan did. Uh, uh, um, the juicy moon jack? juice. Oh, moon juice. They, yeah. I think they put weed in there. Oh, okay. You know? And I like moon juice. It's okay, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, it's a little. <clears throat> I think it was maybe an early iteration of some stuff they were trying to do. Or, oh, okay. Just, just trying out different things. Just yeah, and it just kind of caught on, and, and they still make it, you know. So yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah. some people, you know, some people that's their gem. So you know, I, can, I yeah. can't say it's wrong. It's just right. You know, right. subjective. Like like you said, is. Um, so uh, the. Uh, the Arizona Society of Homebrewers, they, they have their own uh, um, um, competitions, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, they're nationally sanctioned, you know, a BJCP-sanctioned competition. Yeah. So guys earn points, you know, for Homebrewer of the Year and stuff like that. You know, so, right on. Yeah. Do you guys, uh, um, besides being collaborative, are you guys pretty uh, competitive too? You know, most of the guys are pretty cool. Well, I'm uh, not yeah. saying they're not cool, but you still want to. Well... Sometimes I don't know when you say competitive is maybe not a good word, okay. but most of the guys really strive for excellence. Okay, there you go. You know, and that maybe that's a better way of putting it. Yeah, that's kind of what I meant. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so that, you know, that that's absolutely a fact. Those guys, you know, they're they're, you know, I talk a lot of just you know you kind of nerd out in your conversations <laughs> right. with all this stuff, and and you go, oh, man, I got to try this, you know, and I mm -hmm. learned a lot of stuff from a lot of the guys there. So. Yeah, but yeah. you know, and and just talking with you know the the fellow brewers and and what they're doing, and mm -hmm. then you try to not outdo them, but just you know try to you want to improve you want to make yourself better. Yep. Yeah. Just right. over and over again, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm. I'm my next plan is to start doing pilsners. I'm going to make about three in a row, and I'm going to try different hops and a little bit different. You know, oh, I'll just okay. see what I. I'll make one, check it, and then make, I got kind of a program I want to do. So we'll see how it goes, man. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, well, uh, thank yeah. you for sitting down with me and, you know, hanging out. And uh, I hope we have a good festival. It's about to start. Every, yeah. Yeah, they're about to let people in. And they're it's gonna, pumping that music up. And it's just yeah. <laughs> ready to go. Well, the VIP, uh, when the VIP crowd comes in, it's still rather. But when the general admission comes in, it's just going to be inundated. It's going to be packed. It's going to awesome. be busy. Yeah. It's gonna be, <laughs> I, I'm excited. I'm ex very excited. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Thank you so much. Yeah, nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you. Yeah. The, the roadcaster plus i got the the procaster mic yes of course i just got these pod mics from road so nice yeah we, we, we started using these we switched to them too yeah they're great because they're like it's a hundred bucks it's an amazing price yeah and they're like just as good as that guy just as good as like the re 420s the like for the, for what the price is they're amazing microphones yeah the, the sure the 700 or whatever it yeah, is yeah like all those the like the sure smb like five or what SM, sm yeah seven or something like that yeah smb yeah. seven but there's like a there's a letter after it now because there's a new version oh, of it or whatever's okay, the newest yeah, yeah. one and there's like yeah that two three hundred but even like yeah. even road has like six hundred dollar mics man right but, but like, the, those are like for like vocal they're, they're not for yeah, podcasting right yeah, yeah you don't need you need something that's gonna be like this is great this is great for this yeah so yeah, for these sure. are brand new. You're the first one to use that one. Oh, excellent! Yeah, All I right, just, I'll, I'll take it home with me then. That's <laughs> yeah. how it works, right? I claim you. <laughs> <laughs> Throw my name on the side of it. Just be like, okay, you spit all over it. It's mine yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got the yeah, you got the the pop guard. That's nice. Yeah, uh, they, actually, they come with the pop, and these are just a windscreen because I didn't know what the conditions oh, okay. would be like today. You know? Yeah, well, dude, the last couple of days have been crazy. Here well, you know night. how you know how it is like recording at these things. I know I brought the uh, our little we have the road wires to go microphones because yeah. mm -hmm. we're like you know we don't normally have a booth but we you walk around and talk to people and like having to have a backpack and XLR cables and microphones and and like it, it, every time we talk to uh, the shop Dave dude Dave turns off his microphone somehow because he's just fidgety <laughs> and he turns it off and so every time we like we get we get recording like you get like half of him talking and half of him not yeah and we're like okay well we gotta get something that we can use with him where he can't mess it up and it's like I don't know if you see them but they're like little like squares. Yeah. And you just like clip them on and you talk. Oh, yeah. What are they called? Lavaliers or something like yeah, that, right? Well, it's a lavalier is like the, the, the little cord with a little small microphone. Yeah. And you, you can plug them into that. But these are like, they're like two squares. And then there's a third square that's the receiver. Yeah. And those two actually have microphones built into them. Mm -hmm. And you can just clip them on like this. Oh, okay. And just talk. Yeah, I was about to say, like, you need a mic with, without a, a on-off. Yep. With a lavalier going on. Yeah. <laughs> so they're great. And they have internal. So they record internally, but then they actually transmit back to the receiver. 
Oh. And then records on there too. So you can basically just pull out the SD card, put it in, or put the USB in and pull it off there. Fucking fancy as shit, man. Yeah. That was, we got that instead. And then, then that came out and it was like, God damn it. I was just like, yeah, sorry, brother. Yeah. That's next. Yeah. Maybe for the studio. We'll see. I, I recommend it. And yeah, yeah, all the all the stuff you could do with this now. I'm just yeah. barely even tapping into it. Okay. Yeah. yeah and all the buttons you can add. And, you can do, yeah, you can add sound effects to the button pads, right? And do like yeah. so you can actually like go through. You can you can like set. I haven't been able to drag and drop on this though for the sound effects, which okay. really is really a pain in the ass. That's weird. The old road, the first roadcaster, yeah, yeah. I was able to drag and drop, and I had shitload of sounds on my. Right. Yeah, I remember listening to your show, and you're like, you had tons of sounds in there. I was always like, did he add those after the fact? But, I know you did with this. But but this one okay. you could do like like the real low Darth Vader voice. You could do the really high pitch voice. Oh, got the app. Yeah, if you want to fuck around nice. with that. Nice. You know? Yeah, that's our. I, like the, maybe, maybe you have a brewer who wants to spill the beans but doesn't want to do, their do, voice yeah, on there. Has a, has a, has a yeah, the robotic voice going on. To yeah. It. And I had that. Uh, we used to use a twelve channel mixer, and that thing like had like all those like you could change all the sound effects for different channels and stuff, and it was fun. But you're like, what am I doing this with? <laughs> right. I'll use it that often. There's no so. Yeah. So how you like the, uh, the the beer festival so far? You just got here, right? Uh, well, I've been here for a little bit. Uh, okay. So the line was pretty crazy. Like, dude, so, I went to the bathroom and the lines around the block. Yeah, it was. I, so I got here like twenty till twelve, right? So you know, twelve gets VIP comes in. Yeah. And I thought I was gonna like, I'm gonna be, you know, be a little bit late. We'll see how it goes. And then I was like, oh no, no, I got here just in time, evidently, because as soon as I got here, that it started. I was like, maybe a third back in the the courtyard because you go in front of the courtyard of the Marriott. And it was all the way back to the the road back here by the fields. Yeah. And I was like, and people were in line were like, is this general mission line or what's going on? Like, people were confused because there wasn't signage. You didn't know where to line up. So it was a little weird for that, but mm -hmm. that's a lot of people. Yeah. It's a lot, which yeah. is cool. Really and they cool. have like three waves. They have VIP, the one o'clock and the two o'clock. Right. So that should be interesting to see how that <laughs> yeah. goes, which is going to be a little, it's going to make it a little softer. The thing about Strong Beer Fest is you feel, as soon as GA gets in, you feel that wave. Yeah. Oh, instantly. yeah. Like, you mm -hmm. know, like, you, you, you just can't, like, walk up to any, like, because there's, like, right now, like, the bigger places are going to have a little bit of a line. There's usually not that bad, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, at GA gets in, it's every place that has beer. Like, yeah. everybody just wants something to drink, and so they're going to find a place and just walk and walk, get in line. And then, like, so it's kind of a bummer. But so we'll see how this goes. I, I like that they're going to stagger it. That's going to be nice. Yeah, I, I didn't think of it that way. But, yeah, that is, it, it does soften the blow. It softens it a little. <clears throat> so hopefully by the second wave, I'm already... You know, topped off, and I don't need more. more. <laughs> <laughs> any so, any so place you want to hit? Uh, well, I, I I did a lap already. I saw a couple. Play. I, I the the Pier Project is pouring. Uh, I think it was at the is it pour is it, it pour or is it Casual Point that's doing ca the Pier Project stuff? Okay. Them for sure. Um, I, you know, Dark Sky is always on the list. Like a lot of yeah. local places for sure, and in places that I haven't tried. Like I, I've tried to hit some of the places that are like I know are newer. Um, like that Phantom Fox place. I haven't Phantom hit Fox. The, I haven't, I wanna, hit I haven't them gotten yet. them yet. I want to hit them next. Uh, I did uh, Bukabichi, which is oh, a it's a snowboard. We actually just talked about the, the our podcast. Okay. This last episode, um, and it's a place that we, we were unfamiliar with. They're in, they're in Chandler, I want to say. Okay. But they're a Sonoran brewery. They're actually from Sonoran. Oh. And so they, they opened a, lo a location here, right? Star Brewing Beer. And later this year, they're going to actually open a space in Phoenix somewhere. And we're like, we didn't even know what the first location down there was. <laughs> the second location? That's pretty crazy. Uh, so I had their hazy. It was weird because the... I can't remember what it's called. I took a picture of it because I was like, I never remember the name of this. It was something that I couldn't pronounce. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like the name, which by the way, I was we, we recorded and we, we released it and... Uh, I got a bunch of texts from people being like, you're saying it wrong. Oh. <laughs> like, we, we know we are. We're not pronouncing that right. Yeah. And, uh, but like I tried their hazy. It was a little malty in the nose, but it smelled kind of malty. I was just like, oh, that seems a little weird for a hazy. Yeah. But it was, it, it tasted really good. So okay. was, the aroma was one of the things where like, it kind of threw you off a little bit, but for a hazy, it was smart. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Uh, Torito Farms got a really good hazy right now with Nectaron. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Oh, Nectaron, that's kind of. That's like I, the new the new kid on the block, right? I know, man. I see a lot from uh, Great Notion does some Nectaron stuff, yeah. and I'm always like, I'm like this, <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. So it's it's weird seeing some of the bigger players not here though. Like I know they've been here in the past, like Ren House, Ren's and, not here, yeah. And, uh, uh, the Tombstone, the shop. I don't see the shop here either. Yep. Yeah, me neither. I'm like, oh man, that's kind of a bummer. Which you know, I guess it's it's. I know it's hard for people to to pick and choose what festivals they go to. They all have so mm -hmm. much time to to vote to things, so it makes sense, but. It's like, oh man, those are, those are guys I want to hit up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but so. maybe it just opens you up to new new places you haven't tried. Right, it gives yeah. me more chance to try places I haven't tried for yeah. sure. It, you know, I can, I can go to like 
you know, just the random breweries that like we can't get to. I, I want to see if like I, uh, everybody's like, you straight hundred mile. I'm like, I don't know. Like, here. Yeah, there, there's one I've never even heard of. Corbett. Corbett. Yeah, Cor- I was like, from Tucson. Uh, Bel- I think Belfry's over here. I saw it. I was like, I, I've, I've seen it. I've Co- seen their stuff. I've yeah. never been there. So I've had uh, Cottonwood, beers. right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know, stuff like that. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be more of that today for sure. Like a yeah. lot of like breweries that I've wanted to get to and, and try and really haven't. Yeah. And you guys have been killing it, man. You and Eddie. Thank you. You guys have just been pumping out shows, dude. Trying, trying. We've been, we've been trying to like, like, focus on consistency and trying to do it so we're making it just make it easier for ourselves in general. Because I mean, you know how like, just editing is a slugfest sometimes. Yeah. Like that's like, I laugh about it, and we talk, like I, like somebody was like, they're like, hey, I'm starting a podcast, you know, blah blah. And I was like, cool, congratulations. I'm like, that's good, congratulations. Yeah. Hope it's a lot of fun. The hard parts when you have to edit. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's the, you, sitting down and talking is easy. Everybody can do that, really. Once you get past like the stage right, I mean, quote unquote, yeah. you know. But like actually sitting down and, and editing and trying to figure out what should be and what should be out and editing things, it's just, it's just so much. And so yeah. trying to like be more concise about what we talk about and being more like, you know, actually producing a show instead of just recording a show is right. helpful, you know? I mean, yeah, you could do that. You could just record and just put it out raw. Right. That That's one. But then when you start doing it and you, you listen back to your own stuff and you're like, ah. It's tough. It's so funny. Like, I was yeah. listening to a thing the other day. They were talking about, like, how filler words are, like, a natural part of our language. And, you know, people have the and so's and the ums and the buts and the uhs. Yeah. And, you, and you listen to it in recordings and you're like, oh, I, I need to take a lot of this out. I got to remove so much of it. And... It's, it's one of those things where it's part of our language and we don't really realize we do it all the time anyways. Yeah. But it became a huge issue when people started recording audio of people, like just from like way back. Like when you started recording voice on a record. You yeah. Know, you know, on a wax cylinder. Yeah, they start listening to it and they're like, oh, this sounds awful. And like they people start getting angry about it. And you're like, that's really funny that like it took people to record something to be able to recognize that it was being used so often speech yeah and you don't realize until you get into something like this and when you watch the the news right. or listen to the radio like the djs they know what they're doing they they, they cut out all the filler words already yeah it's already gone good it's, it's it. out of the vocabulary for the most part mm-hmm. it's hard as a natural speaker just to to have that because like there's a lot of filler words have a space in language and it has a space for for things right like as a, as a it's like it's like uh Verbal commands, right? Mm-hmm. So when you say things like, if you could, if I could ask you, like, hey, what, what are some filler words? And you, if, would you know what they actually were? Or how you use them in language? You probably couldn't tell me. But if yeah. I start giving you examples of them, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's hundred makes sense, right? Like hundred, hundred makes sense. Like the ums and the buts and like how long an um is, or how long somebody says an um or an I or something. Or it's even like, oh, like, like, yeah, always in there. And it's those things that like, again, I just, <laughs> you. you they're they're conveying a message without actually having to say the whole message to people when you're yeah. in a conversation because it's an exchange of ideas. It's, it's really interesting. But once you get it, it's it opens up a whole new world. Yeah, it, it, we like so I, when I started in the podcast. Now Ed does most of the editing, but like I tried to make it sound more natural. So I didn't remove all of them. I left some in there just because I was like, you remove right. everything, it just sounds so sterile and it doesn't sound great. But sometimes you you don't realize it when you do it. And it's like right in between something. You just can't do it, or else it sounds weird. It sounds totally weird. Or you remove it, and yeah, you lose the meaning of what that conversation is going to be, like what they're going to say after that. You remove it, and then you listen to it, and you're like, oh, they, that, you need that. They're, you could tell that they were contemplating an idea or trying to form a thought in their brain. Yeah. And the um was the, the space that gave you that idea. So I, it's just interesting to hear that and then <laughs> to go so like, because there are like people that they're very just sterile and, and very like doesn't sound it sounds really robotic and it's it's not fun to listen to for me at least no yeah no i get it so, so it's just trying to get a little bit better at what you do for fun right <laughs> it's just right. crazy because we don't get paid for this shit no no <laughs> I, I, I was like yeah listen i saw my wife the other day i was like listen it's not a full-time job i mean if we made it a full-time job i'm, I'm sure you make it successful and make money at it but it's a hobby it shouldn't be it should be fun yeah exactly. enjoy this it should be like if it becomes clock. a job, why, why even do it anymore? Yeah. Or a chore, I should say. Right, yeah. It's, if it's a chore, if it's like I'm punching the clock every time I have to do this, then that will stop. fun. Yeah. yeah I just got, I, but I just invested, so I got yeah, to. Well, yeah, you got your ROI <laughs> back on this, man. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> well, very cool. How are those things going, man? How are you doing? Good, man. Good, yeah. yeah. Still doing a... I've been doing a recording every month now from Tap okay. That downtown. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The craft beer bar. So uh, Roshim actually... 
he reached out to me and said, "Hey, I have this idea. Would you or would you be interested?" Yeah. I go, "Yeah, sure. It gets me out of the house. Right. Number yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Number two, I get to meet people I, I would normally, you know, associate with, or he has a contact he can get you. So, in. Yeah. Very so cool. that you know, I did. I had a uh, conversation with. Guy, I'm blanking on the first one now. Uh, oh, Garrett from Oso, one of the oh, brewers okay. out of Oso. Nice. And then this last time I did, I did a conversation with Drew from Ren. Yep. And then next month is State 48. Oh, okay. So a couple of the guys from there. That's very really cool. So I haven't, I haven't talked to any of those guys ever. So State 48, yeah, I haven't talked to them. Uh, Oso, I met them at like the Brewers Ball thing forever ago, or mm-hmm. is it the Brewers like right before uh, Strong Beer Fest? They always did a uh, Rewild and Woody. It was like this like Brewers conference they had for a while. Oh, and, yeah, beforehand, I, I, yeah. I, I went to it. I was like, I'm not a brewer, but I'm going to go check it out to see, because anybody can go to it. It was open, yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to check it out, because I was like, it's a good place to meet people and, and make contacts with other breweries and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I talked to people from Oso there for a bit, and we just never actually hooked up. But, they, you know, it's great. I mean, that's it's good to talk to people that you haven't talked to. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, like, I mean, Oso's, like, they're opening so many breweries and have so many locations now. And, and yeah. like, it, it's just to see... The dynamic from that, right? You, you start as a homebrew. I mean, you know, really, Oso is the, you know, the outrageous, outrageous home, yeah. right, homebrewer society or whatever. And then so, like, you go from, like, that kind of concept of just, like, people come in and they brew these beers and then we serve them at this restaurant to now you have a little, another location and now yeah. you have another location. And now you're throwing spirits in it. And now you're throwing another location. Like, how does that? And they're franchising out now. And yeah, right. So now you have, like, starving artists going in the Helton spot. And, like, yeah. you're like, how... How does that like? How do you do that? Like, what things have you learned along the way that's helped you in that that progress? Like, what right. what have you learned? What what are some mistakes you've made? Right? Like, what's the is this team is this to be better? Are you talking about doing more? Like, you know, it's just interesting to get some of that information from those people and see yeah. what they, who they're thinking. Yeah. Because I mean, we talked to Drew. I mean, I ran out. We we talked to Drew. I went back and listened, and it was like they were just gonna celebrate their second anniversary. Oh, that's like five years ago? Right, which is crazy at this point. I talked to him, like, that's one of the first time we ever talked to him was that episode. And I listened to it, and we're asking them questions, and they're saying things. And, like, Drew's talking about, like, he's like, you know, we're never going to open, like, a giant warehouse production facility type of thing. <laughs> and then they did, right? Yeah. They kinda, and then they got to that point, and you're like, that's really funny that, you know, their mindset at that point was so different compared to where it is now, yeah. right? I mean, and it's same with, like, we talked to Club Vida, and Kyle there was like, you know, we everything he talked about was very from a point of not a businessman but more of a uh, a beer lover like a craft beer lover in general like every decision they were like you know the art should be as cool as the beer and like you know if we put so much time in the art we should put time in the beer and you know we like these flavors and wet hops is important and when you get it's interesting to hear that and i'm like man it's been a long time are they is that is that still the way they operate are they still operating in that, that mindset or is it different now is it different because they're a business is it business actually had to make harder decisions as a business sometimes than it is as a, a lover of craft beer, right? Right, yeah. Those are, those are always mutually exclusive. Like, there's exclusive ideas, but sometimes they don't overlap Because sometimes you need that income that right. normally you wouldn't with the your original business model. Yeah. And, and th- to even attempt to do half of what you wanted to do before, you need to get people in there and right. buy your shit. you, you got to be able to have that capital to be able to keep operating. And, you know, it, it's, 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 it's great luxury to have, but that they still have that luxury. They're still yeah. operating that with under that, that pretense. And, and you know, just as well as anyone else, that a lot of breweries close. Oh yeah, there have been a lot of a lot of closings. So yeah, which is I mean, in this last year, the, the idea is well, not the idea. Oh, then craft beer actually it's receded declined. a little it, bit. It declined yeah. a little bit, which you know, and I, I don't know. Like I, I, still, I think that there's still gonna be breweries opening. I still there's gonna be people. It's still gonna happen. I think that. We're gonna see it's like the cream of the crop kind of idea, right? Like people, like people that are actually doing great beer, but at the same time having a great product out there. I think those are the people you're gonna see do well, yeah. right? And the people that are just kind of like, you know, hey, we're brewing beer and we want to sell it. Mm-hmm. They don't have no business model. They have no brand. They have no. People aren't gonna be excited about that stuff, and, and they're not gonna yeah. be as sustainable as some of these places that are, you know, that do have that stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, it's it's. And there's a little luck involved too. Hundred percent. I think. Yeah. I mean. You open a brewery in a great location that you get some diehard fans that are like, "This is the place. This is the place that makes the best beer in the state, or whatever." It doesn't yeah. matter because it's, lo- it's 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 convenient and it's good to them, and it's, it's going to be what it is. But yeah. you know, that's it, it's helpful. I, I mean, in everything else, it takes one thing to help kind of get you there. Yeah. You know, that's why I, we you know we 
we, we made that beer at the shop forever ago and like oh they, that was such a good beer man they, i love you. that beer they, they wanted to put it in bottles they wanted to bottle we were talking to them they're like we should just put it in crawlers we'll just crawler ourselves or yeah. we'll put it into like a big glass bottle and, you know, and i was like we're, we're all like it was like me and Nate and jeff we're all like listen let's not do that let's listen Vita's doing it wilderness is doing it you know rent, rent is doing it we can talk to them we can figure out how to put it in cans and they're like, ah. and and then we we convinced them that we should do. I actually, I went home and I mocked up a can, the can art, and I sent yeah. it to Dave, and it was like, this is what we kind of looked like in a can, and like within like a week he was like, yeah, we should can this. And I was just like, <laughs> yes, and I mean, and it makes a big deal. I think it was I'll, the right move. Yeah, like yeah. and you get now and you're like, yeah, sixty ounce cans is where it's at. Like people, yeah, but back like, then it, it was that it was, was new. That, yeah, that was the margin right, right. there. Back then it was like people were just barely. Crawlers going were over. big, man. Crawlers were big back then. Everybody loved. Yeah. Crawler, you can get crawlers everywhere, yep. and then, yeah, sixty. Like, we're just like sixty ounce cans are so nice, and the and the, the thing I, I I think that what you get from a sixty ounce can, uh, you get from a crawler besides besides quality, right, in general, but you get, and it's hard to qualify, but it's it's recognition, right? Mm. If I get a four pack of cans or two four packs or whatever, I can ship one to my buddy somewhere, right? Yeah. I can do some beer trade with somewhere, right? Just because the art of the can or whatever it is. I can do trading and now somebody in some other state knows who rent house is or somebody knows who the shop is or they get you know that alone gets a lot of people excited about it and so then, then they know people here they're like hey have you been to the shop have you been here hey, I, I, I want more cans from this place i, I think so, uh craft beer stumbled upon the four the four pack the 16 ounce four pack yeah because now that's kind of like an icon oh, like, yeah. it's icon it's an iconic uh, um, image right. when you see the four pack. I, I can like it, it's hard for me to go to a place and if they don't have sixty ounce cans, I almost don't want to get their beer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'm always like, eh. I can go to the tap room and drink it, but I'm like I want to be able to like grab a four pack and go home or take it to like yeah. a party or somewhere. I do appreciate though the the twelve ounce of like the barrel aged stouts though. Yeah, listen, there is a, there is a format for those for sure because yeah, yeah, like uh, uh, some of those even at this point I'm always like that's just too much beer for me. I can't. Yeah, twenty. Like, I go home and be like I want to drink a twenty two ounce. Uh, even or, like or even 22 percent stout even the grand the granddaddy the bourbon county brand stout even those balls are too big just for me anyway sure yeah, yeah. 100 120s like stuff like that like where you're like listen some of these bigger abv formats should come in a 12 ounce format is a shareable format at that point yeah the first sure. one i saw to do it was firestone walker i'm not saying they were the first that's the first oh, one i saw like, like the parabolas and stuff they yeah used to do? yeah exactly what used to do like it was like uh i think epic did it and okay there's oh, other yeah. people that had that like that it was a very fancy 12 ounce bottle that had a cork in it Oh, and it okay. was like you know like the swing top like the little screw cap like a champagne bottle and that was really cool and that was something special they made a special bottle or came in a box like that and it was yeah. like oh this is this is something a little a little different yeah and then you look at it and you're like oh it's 22 dollars and it's friggin 42 <laughs> <laughs> percent you're like oh shit so yeah i love that stuff man that's just always good it's, it's interesting to see like how craft beer went from bombers and crawlers were like it was the rage forever right oh yeah you have your like your collection of growlers from your favorite breweries yeah oh yeah for sure and then like then the stigma of cans kind of went away a little bit and so you start seeing crawlers more often and then now it's hard to find a bottle of like a, a bomber of beer from anybody like it's yeah. like a, a specialty like it's almost like a, it's like a, a specialty record you get from somewhere <laughs> it's, a novelty, right? yeah. it's a novelty thing we're like hey this comes in a bottle now this is Whoa, funny look at this retro yeah it's just because it's the way the market i mean that's what consumers wanted and that's what they shifted to which is great yeah i mean i think i think COVID helped with that a little bit too i mean there was an aluminum shortage for a bit there but people were like well oh, yeah. we're gonna put in these weird formats we're gonna put <laughs> The stove, the stove top or the stove pipe, whatever they stove call them. Stove pipes and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think Great Divide was like one of the first people I saw do that with their Yetis. You yeah. Know, you got a Yeti of like a stove, a stove pipe of Yeti. You're yeah. like, oh, Jesus. Uh, Oso's doing it with their Ales from the Crypt, right? Yep. On some of them? Yeah, some of them, I suppose. And then some of them are like the, even the smaller, like the Red Bull can size. Where it's oh, like okay. that, that thinner, smaller one, which is always yeah, interesting. The 8.4 ounce or whatever. Uh, Cascade does that, which is a lot oh, really? of sours. Cascade makes a little, oh, like, okay. they, used, they used to bottle, they used to big bottle, big sours and stuff. And now you get them in there, like that little Red Bull skinny can, and you're like, oh, huh. shit. All right. I haven't seen that. Yeah. Okay. Every once in a while, we'll have a little Cascade here. It's been a little bit, but other than that, I don't know. 
Food's good here, man. There's a lot of food trucks. That's pretty impressive how many food trucks there are here. Yeah, you know, there's, there's one thing I noticed about this year is that not just the food trucks, but also the vend the the arts and crafts people and okay. and like the activities like they roller skating here. The yeah. bouncy house is going on. To be honest, I haven't seen anyone roller skate yet. I saw I, I saw they had some people that were like I think part of it were roller skating. Bouncy yeah. males doing it. I was like, not yet. Listen, I think it's a cool thing to have that, but I'm like, man, I don't know how much drinking and roller skating is a good idea. Like roller skating <laughs> in general is dangerous. Well, there maybe some people drinking into it. Maybe some people need drinking to, oh, to get, to get the there. bravery. It's, yeah. it's, it's like a dance thing. The courage, yeah. <laughs> Liquid courage. That's too funny. Yeah, but that, it's it's interesting to see uh, that happening. The only thing I would say is I would like is if uh, I, I wish that, that I mean you you're looking like next to us is like oh there's Anderson over there and some other people over here but like I wish it was a little bit more intermingled with the beer and the their stands because right now it's like. The, the north side of the field is all beer yeah. with some other like things thrown in there like jerky and stuff and then the south edge just food and, and vendors and that side's going to be empty yeah well <laughs> i think it's part. i think it's because it's first come first serve uh, okay. and all the local uh not only breweries but distributors and stuff like that yeah. they get here on friday night and they set up uh, okay and so they're like well we'll just be all over we'll here there yeah, yeah it, it just would make sense to like well i mean i don't know if they that, that's, that makes more sense that they did it that way. But like to me, it'd be like, listen, we're gonna put we're gonna put like three breweries and then a vendor, and because that way you can kind of like spread some of the lines out. Because what's gonna happen is that side's gonna be fucking jam packed. Yeah, and it's gonna be hard to get through, and yep. that's gonna be like nothing. Yep. So we'll see. Yeah. No one will be at Bass Pro Shop. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, there's nobody there. Bass Pro. Right I was like, I guess they're selling the hats to everybody. I don't know. Yeah, good we'll for see them. Goes. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming and sitting down, man. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, for, thanks yeah. for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course, man. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Got, uh, um, got my new little setup here. Um, and you got your new uh, your new bar, man. Yeah. How's it going? It's going. Yeah. It's going, yeah. What's uh, um, anything that anything come up that you weren't ready for? That you had to learn on the fly? No, not really. Been in, been in the beer industry for 10 plus years, so everything thrown at me, I've pretty much dealt with for the most part. Okay, yeah. So yeah. how do you, how are you liking it though? Being oh, uh, I love it. I yeah. love the beer industry. I love the beer family. Everybody's uh, uh, fairly good as far as coming together to help each other out. Which yeah. I love about Arizona. You don't always get that. So. It's nice to have that. Yeah. Uh, how's the... Uh, um, it, were you guys uh, building out in the back? Yeah, we're trying to do a venue side. Yeah. Uh, it's at a standstill right now between the city and funds. We're kind of at a standstill, so uh, just wait to see what happens. Uh, it, seems, it seems like that's a common occurrence with any with any building project. Yeah. Is that well, Glendale's so focused on Westgate right now. So oh. They don't have a lot of attention on downtown Glendale. Yeah. Sucks, but hopefully that changes and they they try to focus on the Glen, uh, on the downtown area, which is the heart of Glendale. Yeah. We'll, we'll just wait and see. Right, but yeah, you got that resort and the amusement park coming, yeah. and that's all they really care about so right now, huh? Going on down there. So yeah, and that's that's kind of part it's of it because. Too busy though. Because they, they have that they they have their inspectors down there instead of being able to go to your spot so so I, I it sucks I, I totally understand that um, but yeah, I, I understand what you mean by too busy because I went to Westgate took my daughter there one time to go to the movies and I'm like where the fuck do I park now and they're trying to charge you for parking probably yeah well they did but they then there was a at the theater they had someone refund you. So I had to pay on my card, and then, but then there's someone at the theater at a table like this, and they, you know, here's here's twenty dollars, <laughs> like a, a twenty dollar bill. So they, as long as you patronize the places, they'll they'll refund you. Yeah, yeah. But um, down there, just taking my lady to lunch, and they try to charge me for parking. I'm like, you're crazy. Call yeah. my car. <laughs> I ain't paying for parking. Well, one time, yeah, we parked uh, across the street at uh, at Bass Pro Shop. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's because they had an event. It was uh, that one weekend they had uh, Carrie Underwood there. Oh yeah. So yeah, seeing if they have an event or multiple events, forget yeah. about it. I went there for Metallica. They're trying to charge seventy-five dollars for parking. Jeez, man, that that ain't right. I used to live at the those apartments on the other side of uh, yeah, Bath Brosha. 
I lived there too, and, and she she was like, I ain't paying for parking. I live here. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, but I mean, with something like that, you just walk over. He's like, hey, come over to my place, and we'll walk over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, yeah, I saw Marshall a little while ago, um, and uh, yeah, you guys uh, got some time tappings going on over there. Yeah. yeah. What do you got? Oh uh, well, we have um, we have our black IPA. We have a taste of Arizona, which is a pilsner. Yeah. I think we have a hazy. We have four beers on. Yeah, I, I, I want to try that black IPA, but man, the lines are so damn long. I know. And the, the crazy thing is, today is just like the line is still like wrapped around the corner. Yeah, all the way so around the block. And it's, it's great to see, but I hate to see those people waiting so long to try to get in. Yeah, yeah, but they they they, they also had uh, three ways, right? They had the twelve, so. the one, and the two. So yeah. I was talking with Chris from Hobby Craftsman and. Hey, he put it a good way. I mean, he's like, it softens the blow, not like strong beer, where you have the general mission come in. And it's like all of a sudden you can't move. Yeah, yeah. At least it's like a little bit at a time. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. So. Yeah, they they definitely gonna have to come up with a plan for that going forward because this event is definitely getting bigger. Yep, I was so, just thinking that too. So, given that fact that people don't want to wait in line for 45 minutes to an hour to get in. Yeah. When they pay, you know, 60, 75 60, bucks. 60, 75 bucks for a ticket. They want to optimize that time. Yeah. So, yeah, they definitely, uh, if if Joe asked me, like, because every once in a while he'll ask, hey, he's like, how'd you do, like the event? Is there anything we could improve? I'm going to say, you need a bigger venue and a bigger, or a bigger entrance. This is a great venue. Yeah. I love the spot. It's, it's worked out well so far. Mm-hmm. Put together well, we just need to come up with a solution on getting people into the event. Yeah, well, like a wider entrance, more lanes, more lanes. I think that's that'll help. Yeah, but then then you need people to stop those lanes. Here you got like ten or twelve lanes. Yeah. So we need, we're gonna have to open up to that to mandate what is necessary. Oh, to get people in. you know they have the, the the drive-in for the vendors and everything. What if they make that a a secondary? That's just so too. We definitely gotta look at it because this is definitely outgrowing what we did last year. Yeah, which is a good thing because uh, you know you read, I read articles online. It's like, oh, our beer festival's dead. They don't say they are, but they're they, they're question the questions out there. I'm like, eh, you know, maybe some of the other beer festivals I've been to, you know, it's just I think a it's little like top festivals for everybody. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think so. And, and it's only its third year. Yeah. So. So it's got a lot of potential to grow. Yeah, and and, uh, and it, it just it goes to show that maybe they hit some, and it's really at a good time of year. Oh yeah, yeah. Right before it, the weather's beautiful. Right before spring training, so you don't have to worry about that crowd. You got uh, another beer festival coming up in a couple of weeks up north, and mm-hmm. after that you got strong beer and beer week. It's just it's it's good timing. Yeah, and so yeah, they they re- really got they did their homework. And I've talked to Joe before. Him and Long, they they know their their demographics and their they know exactly what they're doing. So I love Joe. I love doing stuff for Papa State. Yeah, I'm happy to be a part of it. And uh, hopefully we can work through the small kinks that are in it. I would yeah, say right now. Because it, yeah, it's just we're uh, this festival is in its like toddler stage right now, so yeah. it's still growing. Yeah. It's still, uh, yeah, working out the kinks, like you said. What have you had so far? Anything uh, oh, standing out? Stuff. So, Sugar Bar has a really good stout that's on right now. Mm-hmm. Chupacabra had a barrel age that's like uh, 2015. It's almost 17% hazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Castle Pint has a really good one. Uh, uh, Catalyst always comes with it. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff. A lot of out-of-state stuff, which is by far optimist because it's nice to have a lot of local stuff, mm-hmm. but having all the stuff out-of-state is like a premium to people here and everyone Yeah, especially I haven't heard of Brewery X. This is the first time I heard of them, oh, yeah, and I've, I've heard they got some good amazing. stuff. Yeah. They do amazing um, sours yeah. that are up around 10 12%. Okay. Nah, that's, a, that's some big sours. Yeah. 
seltzers that are way up there. They're, oh yeah, the heavy amazing. seltzers, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Some really good stuff out there. I got to try to get some of that, but man, yeah, by the time I get the there, rounds. yeah, but by the time I get there, it's probably going to be gone because everyone keeps talking about that spot. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's not just the out-of-towners. It's like, it's like the, the what do you call it, the out-of-towners that are um, like, not the big guys. Like, they have Oscar Blues down there and they have Stone over there, which is cool. They're out-of-towners, but they're also well-distributed. Yeah, but like you have like, like, this brewery X, like we we're talking about, they're from Manheim. I haven't heard of them until now, and so, so the small, yeah, they, they need some more of those crop breweries. Accidentally going to uh, a couple of the breweries in Manheim, and they were like right across the street, and I was like amazed. Yeah, but there's also I've also noticed a lack of some of the the bigger guys around here. Like I don't see Ren, I don't see Shop, I don't see Wilderness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think they kind of took a backseat to this. Some changes were made on how they do the uh, initial uh, sign up for these guys. So hopefully going forward, that, that will retreat back to what it was. Yeah. And uh, those guys will be a part of it next year. But. All said and done, we got some hitters here that we would not normally have. So. Yeah, and a lot of new guys. Like I, I've never heard of Corbett. Yeah, they're here. Torito Farms is here. Yeah. Always good to see them. Uh, I got them down from uh, a buddy of mine. Of mine. Uh, they're really great. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff out here. Oh yeah. It's only gonna get bigger. Yep, and better. And better. Upward and onward. All right, man. Mike, thanks for stopping hey, by. Cheers, Let's go have some beer. Cheers. Hi, what's your name? My name is Alexis Bell. What's your name? My name's Greg. Nice to meet you, Greg. That's I'm my dad's name. Oh, nice. Awesome Very nice. Name. Awesome name. Um, so, is this your first time at Copper Steak? This is the third one. This is my first time. And you know, I feel a little left out. I didn't get the memo about the chains. They have everyone has necklaces with little snacks on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a beer fest thing. I'm it's a rookie. I'm a rookie. With the pretzels and stuff. Yeah, I'm not a big jewelry guy, so I don't wear them. Yeah. <laughs> but, so what do you, what do you think? So far, I'm loving it. You know, this is my first time here. We're lucky because it's so nice out. Yeah. It's a beautiful day. And honestly, it's really incredible. I mean, they have so many different venues. They have a lot of different food. Yeah. They have a lot of different. You could go for beer. You could go for wine. You could do tequila. You could do vodka. I mean, everything's incredible. They really set it up. Really, really nice. It's very organized. I'm very happy. I'm having a great day. Have you tried roller skating yet? You know what? <laughs> Can I tell you? That's something I came here for. Are you On serious? top of the beer and everything, I saw that and I said, I have to do the roller skating. And honestly, every time I look over, no one's in there. So I think I might be the first one. I think, yeah, I think everyone needs a little bit more courage, liquid courage, That's and then they'll gonna, be out there. And I will tell you, I will be roller skating. I'll probably fall down a couple of times, but it's all going to be a lot of fun. And I'm really looking forward it to that. Just, it depends how many times you get up. That's all that matters. I know. We'll see if I can stay up. All right. <laughs> Well, you have a good time. I think Thank your friends you so want to much. go on and get some more drinks. Oh, I'm sure. Thank you so much, Greg. You take care. Have you a good one. Cheers. Thank you so much. Cheers. Oh. I, I don't like giving interviews. I just like talking. Yeah. Talking about beer. Usually, that's what it's a beer podcast. Yeah. And first off, what's your name? My name's Jeremiah. Jeremiah, where yeah. are you from? From Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah. What are you doing down here? You're escaping I, well, the cold, I live, right? I live here now, working. So <laughs> oh, okay. Things, yeah. uh, that's why. Like, where do you live in the valley? Chandler. Oh, Chandler. Chandler. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm way out in Surprise. Oh. So this is okay. a little trip for me. Yeah. 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 So you just have generic conversations with everyone. That's awesome. No, no, no. Well, I have a beer podcast. Right. But I know not everyone's into beer. Mm -hmm. But you're here at a beer festival, so let's yeah. talk about the festival. Yeah. I want to know how yeah. you, like, have you ever been to any beer festival before? Not just Copper State. Okay. I have not. So what's your first impression? My first impression was everyone's so welcoming, you know, type mm -hmm. thing. And they're really proud about, you know, the things they stand on, especially the beer that comes yeah. from the area or outside of the area. So, yeah, yeah it was awesome. Um, yeah. So what do you usually drink, like, when you're, you know, at home? Beer. Beer? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> beer. What kind of beer you like? Well... Well, I guess it's not really all-time beer, but, you know, Dos Equis, Stella, uh, okay. Stella's, and yeah. 
probably a Coors Light. It's probably a go-to. But All right. Um, every now and then are ciders, actually. I mix them in. All I right. I mix them in. So. Cool, yeah. yeah. I mean, so a lot of these breweries, they have, um, like, a light lager that's going to be, like, you know, like a Dos Equis or, or Coors Light. Yeah. But there's also breweries that also have seltzers. There's cideries, too. Yeah. Like, craft ciders. I don't know if you've been to some of those that are across the way oh, over there, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to make my way around. Right on, right on. Um, have you tried the axe throwing yet? I have not. <laughs> I have not. But it seems a Is that lot something? of fun. Have you ever, I've never done axe throwing, but I, I just like the fact they have a trailer here. You can just... Yeah, you just have, have yeah. some beer and throw an axe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome though. So you're, you can be found anywhere type thing, I assume. Spotify, Apple Spotify. Podcasts. Those are Cold our two main spots. Cold Brew Podcast. Yeah, nice. been go. around. We we been around. This is our eighth year. Yes. And go. we every week, so we're like on episode 469 right now. Oof. Plus, like the special like one-offs when I go to like a brewery and interview a brewer or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's yeah. awesome. We talk about beer. We talk about sports. Right now, since football's in season, we talk a lot about football. A lot. A lot. Ooh, let's go Browns today. Yeah. They're, they're right now, they're down 10-7. Uh, okay. Okay. So, so I like them both. Honestly, the Texans are doing well. I love C.J. Stroud, but okay. hey, let's go Browns. All right. Cool, man. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Nice Jeremiah, you, man. very nice to meet you. Yeah. Thanks for coming today. I don't know where your friends went, but I think they ditched you. That's, yeah, that's all right. I'll find them <laughs> Right on, yeah. man. Nice talking to you, man. Yeah, cheers. Uh, what's your name, man? I'm Joey. Joey, where do you live in the valley? Uh, I live in South Scottsdale by Old Town. Oh, okay. I see you got the Chicago Cubs right next to Sloan, Sloan yeah, Park right here. Beautiful, isn't it? That's a great fucking park, man. Dude, it's... I have to be biased because I'm a Cub fan, but, yeah. you know, being... Or going to Cubs games since I was a kid at yeah. Wrigley, and then watching that get built, and then seeing it, it's just, it's beautiful. Yeah, I live way out in Surprise. I'm right okay. next to the Surprise. Oh, Rangers and Royals facility? yeah. 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 It's okay. It's a little generic, but hey, when I'm a Giants fan, okay. So when my Giants come there, the yeah. tickets are way cheaper than coming out here to Scottsdale. Oh, dude. Well, <laughs> th the problem is, is I mean, Scottsdale Stadium's tiny, and it trying is. to park there is a nightmare. Unless yeah. you live by there, it's horrible. But I mean, Scottsdale Stadium is beautiful just because it's old, it's nice, it's mm -hmm. genuine. You know, it's been around a long time. Yeah, I, I love it at least. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like that. I like uh, Sloan, yeah. and I haven't been to the Salt, uh, Salt, Salt River. River. Here. Yeah, I'll oh, do the Dimex play. It's really nice. Yeah, it's really really nice. You got the mountains in the background. It's it's newer. It's actually newer than Sloan, but it's still really nice. Yeah, I, I challenge I, you to go out there. Yeah, I, I got to get out there. Yeah, but you do. I, I've been I've been here since 2016. Okay, so, so that's my senior year of high school. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, have you been to the beer festivals before? This is my first one, actually. Is it really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. This is cool. Yeah. I like the vibe out here. Yeah. I mean, this one uh, is very laid back, and it's got a lot more options than some of the other beer festivals, which is just like real, really beer centric and maybe yeah. beer adjacent. But I mean, you have like, like you have this magical creations, crystal jewelry. It's almost like an arts and arts and wine or craft festival. I yeah. Mean. And they have the food trucks and the axe throwing and the roller skating. It's, it's amazing. It's not even just beer out here, though. I mean, you got seltzers, you've got hops, you got all the IPAs out here. I mean, there's there's Ciders. a lot of yeah, there's a lot of variety out here. There's it's not even just that, that tequila bar. There's yeah. a vodka place right here. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of varieties out here, man. It's really cool. Yeah, I, I I I dig it, man. This is one of my favorite beer festivals, and this is only its third year, but it's already fastly becoming my favorite. Oh yeah, in I'm, the I'm sure that you know you're probably gonna need that parking lot over there next year because it's getting so big. Yeah, what'd you think about the line, man? Oh, to get in, I mean, sucked. Yeah, sucked. But, but you know, once you're in here, you're cool. But it's getting in here is, is the pay of the ass. Yeah, I, I remember I went to the bathroom and I saw it like around the block. I'm a like, holy shit. Yeah, dude, it's yeah. You gotta pee. It's, it, it's, you're fucked. But it's a, it, it's a gorgeous day. I mean, they lucked out with oh, the, yeah, the weather. Yeah, the last couple days it's been really cold, but finally we had a day where it's actually sunny. It's not too bad. It's, yeah. it's beautiful out here. No rain. <laughs> yeah, no shit. No shit. Well, yeah, I think last year it was a little. It was. It wanted to rain last year, like really? the whole time, and like I was like, "Oh man, please don't rain." Please oh yeah, don't rain. and then you got that, and got all the mud, and all this. Yeah, no, couldn't yeah. do it. Could not fucking do it. No, but yeah, man, this is great, and it's like leading into spring training. You love spring training oh, time yeah. around here, don't you? Baseball is almost back, man. Oh, I'm man. so ready for it. Yeah, it's me too. Me so too. I can't fucking wait. Ready for it. Um, wait, so when did you move out here from Chicago? Uh, I moved out here when I was five. So oh, okay. a long time ago. You still go back? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been to Wrigley yet. I, I really have Dude, to get out there, man. Again, being biased, but it's one of yeah. the most beautiful ballparks on the planet. 
that oh, yeah. Fenway, it's just the old vibe, you know, just being around it. It's just, it's something that I can't describe. You just have to feel it and be there to see yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really uh, upset I didn't get to check out uh, the old Yankee Stadium. Oh, I heard that dude, place me too. Badass. Dude, me too. Yeah. You talk about the old vibes. Like, nah. that, that's one of them that should have I should have got to, but eh, it is what it is, you know? I mean, the new one's okay, but I mean, it's just that old one. Just the fact, I mean, I talked to a lot of New Yorkers and they're all, all of them are pissed that they tore it down. Yeah. They shouldn't have. They should have kept it going, just like they kept Wrigley and they've kept, you know, Fenway going. Yeah. So what do you think of uh, the Dodgers, man, on the Hate shenanigans em. they're pulling? Hate them. Hate them with my whole heart. <laughs> um, I can't wait to watch them go down in the playoffs again. Yeah. Just because you got their top four guys are good, obviously. Those are the top hitters in baseball. But after that, they don't have anybody. Yeah. I mean, sure, you, you can sign Shohei Otani and Yamamoto, but at the same time, Shohei's not going to pitch this year, and Yamamoto's going to do good in the regular season just because, you know, no one knows him yet. Yeah. Of course, you're going to be dominating when no one's seen you yet. No one's mm -hmm. been in the box against you. Besides Seah, who's on the Cubs, who's faced him a couple times. But other than that, no one really knows who he is. So, yeah, you're going to be dominating in the beginning, but once guys start figuring you out, it, you know, especially like in the Dimebacks division or the National League, good luck. Yeah. Because it's, because, you know, I mean, look at Shohei. Not every time Shohei pitches, he's amazing. Yeah, he's got that amazing fastball and he's got that amazing splitter, but once you start throwing the same things and you start really starting to figure it out, you're not really as nominating. You know what yeah. I mean? So I don't and they don't have any pitching. They don't have any bullpen. I mean their starters are meh. So I don't and I can see them choking again. Everyone knows about Kershaw in the fucking playoffs. Well yeah, he's horrible. <laughs> it's anytime I, I don't Kershaw's, get it. I don't get it. Anytime Kershaw pitches in the postseason, you know what's gonna happen. Yeah. He's gonna suck. I think he's got what, one victory maybe? Yeah. That's bad. <laughs> Yeah. I'm telling you right now, if the Dodgers don't win a World Series within the, this next like three to four years span, they're going to burn that stadium to the ground. <laughs> Chavez Ravine, yeah. You spend almost over a billion dollars, which is more than what a lot of teams in the bigs are worth, Yeah. on two guys and you don't win the World Series. I mean, it's like I said, it's going to be it's going to be bad if yeah. L.A. can't do it. Yeah, I agree, and I I can't wait for them to go down either, man. Oh, Be dude, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be it's gonna be so much fun watching that ship, it, ship plane, whatever, burn to the ground. Yeah, wire to wire, and then out in the first run. Oh yeah, and when they do, it's gonna be great. Yeah. All right, I gotta go. My girlfriend's probably. All like, right, what the man. Thanks, to you. Yeah, thanks for coming out.